0: from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hi
1: everybody and welcome to yet another episode of Ask an Engineer. We do this every single Wednesday night at 8pm. Me, Lady Ada, the engineer with me is Mr. Lady Ada, uh, and we're here at the Adafruit headquarters in downtown Manhattan. We do all the testing, shipping, coding, microcontroller, firmware, hacking, debugging, manufacturing and shipping and packaging of all the electronic goodies that you know and love from the Adafruit factory. That's us. And we've got an exciting show for you tonight. We've got all sorts of news. We've got giveaways, and we've got videos, and we've got 3D printing stuff. Uh, We've got an exciting show for you tonight, um, including, as you just saw, Adabox subscriptions are closing really, really soon. So uh, probably by the end of this show, we will run out of subscriptions. We have a limited number. So if uh, you're on the fence, you're like, I don't know, should I subscribe to this Adabox? Now is the time to do it. Like, now, 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 Like if you're watching this live. If you're not watching this live, it's probably too late. But if you watch yeah. this live, do it now. Um, but beyond that, we've got an exciting show for them tonight. Mr. Lady Ada, you want to talk about that
0: on tonight's show? The code is GPS USB.
1: Yay, we'll
0: talk about that now or later, probably later. Later, but that's the code, and that is what you should use at Adafruit Shop. Checkout before midnight or when I remember to turn it off. You it get- gets you 10% off in the Adafruit store all the way up to midnight, usually, but like I said. Or until oh, everyone's around. Um, Everything
1: except for certificates, 80 bucks. And code uh, code subscriptions to Code Academy. That's right. So anything that's physical, virtual stuff, no discounts, because that's not how it works. Um, but so then, works other than
0: that? Us, an open source hardware company, no loans, to no venture capital. We'll probably talk about some micro business stuff that was in the news this week. But when you purchase something from us, use this code, save a buck or two, these are the folks you're supporting and more do tell people around the world showing and sharing their projects i the will talk about that and more get make code minute some cool make code arcade examples and more some Python on hardware news try time travel looking around the world of makers hackers artists and engineers and more 3d printing videos Some made in New York City factory footage you have some new products We'll answer your questions. We'll do that in Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Join sign up. all, almost 13,000 of us now. Have a good time. Yeah. We'll do some top secret. We'll give away something, all that and more on, you guessed it.
1: Dun dun dun. Ask an engineer. Yes.
0: Okay, Lady Ada. So we, uh, we got the discount code, but we also do other things. We give away free stuff.
1: That's right. Whenever you place an order on the Adafruit uh, web store, we will give you free goodies. When you order $99 or more, you get a free Permaproto half-size breadboard. This PCB, it just uh, has a beautiful silkscreen and gold plated pads, the same size and shape as a solderless half-size breadboard. So when you're done with your project, you can transfer it over, solder it up, and you have a permanent prototype, that's Proto $149 or more, you'll get a selection from one of our many embroidered or iron-on patches. We've got all these really cool patches for learning things from Bitcoin to LEDs to robotics to laser cutters to Ruby to HTML5. Pretty much every cool skill other than selling cookies uh, and making a forest fire. Then uh, you can get a free badge and we'll pick a, a random one for you. And if you make an account, we'll make sure you get a different one each time because we'll keep track of which badges you've already gotten. Um, 199 dollars more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the content of the United States. That's high quality trackable shipping with insurance we recommend it for UPS uh, for shipping in the continental United States. And then two ninety nine or more you get a free circuit playground express, our premier all in one development board for learning how to make and code and craft with electronics. It's got LEDs and buttons and sensors and capacitive pads and you run off a battery and speaker. And you can run it with code.org, CS Discoveries, Circuit Python, Make Code, um blocks, go and a TV rust, a whole bunch of other stuff. So uh, whatever way you want to program electronics, this is a great way to get sold- started with no soldering required.
2: All right,
0: as far as shipping goes, in the United States, use USPS ground. It'll get there trackable reliable if you want to spend a little less but wait a little bit longer and maybe some uncertainty, if you're into uncertainty.
1: Maybe some people like uncertainty. Yeah, well,
0: USPS is the next choice. And then for international, use DHL. In New York City, we have same-day delivery service. Just purchase your order in New York City before 11 a.m. If it's a zip code that's supported, we will then ship it out. You'll get it the same day. It's possible. Yep. All right. Lady Ada, we had a show-and-tell. There was a bunch of people on it.
1: There Everyone was a lot was of people, and they went fast. Everyone was
0: showing stuff. We've been doing this for, like, 10 years, and every week people come to the show and show cool stuff.
1: How is that possible?
0: It's like a, It's like a year-long celebration of people making stuff. That's right. That's why. That's Great. Okay. All right, what was show tell?
1: Well, we had Philby who came by and previewed a project that he's been working on. Uh, a couple, like a year and a half ago, we did the Joy um, Arcade, which is a um, little face in uh, a handheld game controller that blinks and looks around as you play games and acts like an HID keyboard uh, and mouse. And now we did the same thing for um, Arcada, so for the Pi Gamer or Pi Badge. You can sell this code, and um, as you're gaming... Uh, joy looks around her little eyes follow you and also um when you press the a button it sometimes goes pew pew um as you shoot at stuff in your game uh that's gonna be a guide coming soon from phil b Uh, it's just adorable um code that's been updated for the latest boards that we're making jp showed off a uh, game that he's writing this week and you can uh, see more of that game development tomorrow it's called trash panda and uh, it's kind of like a cross between um, that raccoon that would climb to the top of the UBS building and rampage. Classic arcade game. Um, what? How do you play it? Well, you can watch Make Code Minute or John Park Workshop to find out more about Trash Panda, the game. Totally could have been a really cool Nintendo game. I could have, I could have seen it's it. Not too late. Not too late. Then um, Pedro showed off a bunch of mini projects. We'll show all the videos, but they had a SnapFit uh, Pi Gamer case. They had a Pi Gamer case with a crank, and they had another HID uh, mini crank project. So they're kind of experimenting with different 3D print techniques and uh, Pi Gamer cases. Dan Halbert um, t- 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 uh, told us about his story of someone uh, saying that Circuit Playground was a little bit too slow and you know why is it slow compared to MicroPython. He investigated, found out what was slowing it down and he removed that thing and now CircuitPython is like 10 times faster um, for CPU bound stuff and he showed an example. The Circuit Playground um, doing LED stuff, it's twice as fast uh, just with his changes. And Scott also came by to show off his um, display IO updates. Uh, he was playing uh, his Celeste port from uh, CircuitPython. He has um, ported it from uh, Lua, also Pico 8, to CircuitPython and was playing Celeste and um, has been doing a lot of work on how to speed up um, displays. So uh, 4.1 is coming out soon with both those updates. So I think people will see some really big speed ups especially if you're using display stuff but even if you're not uh, you're doing cpu stuff um you will see a lot of big updates which is good we were kind of hoping 4.0 would add more chip support and 4.1 would speed up those chips as well you also have some people from the community andy lear came by with three projects he's got a pi portal um that mimics this penny sear from i guess like season two episode six of the classic twilight zone I guess Shatner goes to a restaurant and there's this demon in a box, so it it's kinda like oblique strategies, but it's evil, I guess. I haven't seen this episode. Well
2: it's,
0: it's Twilight Zone, so, so it's not, not evil. necessarily evil. It's kinda like It people, uncovers
1: the darkness within.
0: Sometimes you know, the choices you make they come back and you're yeah. presented with them. Okay. It's very Twilight Zone when you look at it. Twilight
1: yeah. Zone. He also had a three D printed dot bot that he made for his daughter. Uh, and they had a little uh project uh, adventure uh, during a birthday party where they made light night lights, And also he made a pie game with Maycoat Arcade where he is the character and he has to catch his daughter because she's always slippery. She's always getting out of his little fingers when he's like, you have to take a bath. You have to go to bed. You have to brush your teeth. So she runs away and he has to try to catch her. And uh, if she doesn't catch her in time, she wins. So that's the story of life. Um, Zen came by and showed off a CNC that was been hacked uh, to play songs from his friend's um, band's record album release party. Uh, so it's a CNC that just plays like whatever song you know you, you make it uh, point at an animal and you pull the string and it plays a different song. Um, so it's kind of like a really cool interactive record. And uh, it was really neat and I think it really you know if, if you're gonna do a record release you just have one instead of a gold plate record kind of see and say electronics record instead. Uh, so that's really cool. And then Orlando is building um, his instrumentation handheld for the high school class he teaches every summer. Uh, thanks to Oshpark for helping out with that. It's got a SAM-21 and an OLED, infrared and light sensors, accelerometers, uh, can do heart rate and pulse oximetry and motion detection. And uh, it's got all this cool circuitry. And he's, he showed us the schematic. Uh, so it's kind of like a handheld watch that can do all sorts of cool analog um, bio-instrumentation. So if you're in this high school class, you're in for a treat. He's going to put this together this week. Okay. And that was what's on Show & Tell.
0: All participants on the Show & Tell get an As Seen on the Show & Tell sticker. Just email supportadatafruit.com and we will send you out an As Seen on the Show & Tell sticker. If you're a kid, just have a parent-guardian type entity email for you. Part of our eight different live series of shows. We have a few things going on. JP show is tomorrow at four p.m. Um, some Make Code arcade things. This is the first iteration. This was a remake of the classic. So, Pie Hunter. Yeah. Well, you, you, this is this is the first version. So, like this is uh, Spy Hunter. With, for whatever reason, not running. So I'll go to the next video. Okay. Pie <laughs> Hunter. Pie Hunter. Let's see. Let's see if this plays. I think this is just a blank screen, the loading screen, because it's a screen capture. But let's see what happens. I'm gonna let this. I'm just gonna let this ride.
1: Okay. There okay. Goes. There you go. Okay. So you play a racing car, and you can uh, freeze Ray. You can bump people off the screen, and you have to avoid uh, the good cars, and you have to get the bad cars. So people have played Spy Hunter. It was kind of like a racing game, but with, with enemies and friends. So it's a little bit like that.
0: All right. And then uh, every week on JP Show, we have Make Code Minute, and this is the latest Make Code Minute. All
1: right, take, take it away. away
3: what I want to talk about today in the Make Code Minute is using the screen width and sc- uh, screen height parameters to uh, sort of procedurally set things in different positions on the screen. So what you'll see right here is I have a a simple scene here and I'm gonna run my simulator and you can see I've got a new sprite, it's a slice of pizza and it's gonna be on these XY coordinates. Now, what if I wanna put it, let's say, at the one third uh, of the width and a quarter of the height down? Inside of scene, we have these parameters, screen width and screen height. So if I uh, grab one of those and just set it in here, it's going to go all the way to the right, because the, that number, that value uh, is 160. So the center of this sprite just landed there. Um, but if I get a little fancy and use some uh, math blocks, I can say, how about set the width to whatever the screen width is, or sorry, the x position to whatever the screen width is divided by three and now we'll be one third across the screen. Now check it out where I've fleshed this out a bit more. And now I have a scene where you'll see again, if I zoom in, uh, I've got a variable called width segment, and I'm setting that to that screen width parameter. And I'm dividing by a number of columns, which is another variable I've put in here. So right now I've got it to five columns and four rows. So look what happens. Now, when I use my arrow keys, I'm just changing the variable of which of those uh, sort of column segments or row segments I'm on. Uh, I even made it a little fancy, if I press a button, press the A key, I can see a little background that's related to the current width and height segments, or if I Chop it up more, I did not have to go in there and figure out the math or rather the the exact coordinates kind of laboriously. Instead I'm using a nice little procedural formula to decide where I am on the screen. And so that is how you can use the screen width and screen height parameters to place objects inside of make code arcade.
0: Okay, so all that and more tomorrow. And I kind of feel like if you want to get a front row seat to the latest, um, easiest, low cost way to make retro arcade games, watch JP's workshop. Every and we've day.
1: had like a couple months now of Make Code Minutes, and like yeah. each one teaches these essential gaming skills, little bite sized packets of information. So you put them together and you can learn some pretty advanced techniques all with drag-and-drop programming, and then, of course, you can use a simulator. You don't have to own any hardware, so you can write games right in the browser, and, and yeah. then, if you like, you can, of course, download it to a handheld.
0: Okay, another big week in the world of Python on hardware.
1: Blinka, 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 blinka.
0: Yeah, so just a bit of a reminder. We're counting down the days. We'll have more information soon, and we'll have lots of activities. 88 that is Circuit Python Day, and it'll probably just be a bunch of online activities that day and also that weekend because 8-8 happens to be a Thursday. Friday, and then the weekend is the 10th and 11th. Um, probably going to make some shoes. These are cool shoes. <laughs> yeah, these are Vans, and you can use the... Uh, but they look comfy. ...customizer on this, and we have all this cool Blink art. So we have some some ideas. Maybe we'll do some giveaways for things in addition to electronics. Um, in our weekly newsletter, we have some fun projects. Uh, this is one from Noah and Pedro. You probably saw a lot of crank things, but this is a, a USB HID so, if you want to scroll or use your computer in a new and interesting way using a crank, this you is You can do that now. <laughs> Big ink on the uh, v- virtual link, digital link, yeah. on Nordic's blog. Adafruit's Feather NRF 52840 Express board and developing with CircuitPython. So, um, this particular chipset, a lot of people are interested in it, a lot of people are buying it. Um, we've been selling a ton of these boards. Warnock has an entire write-up on this board. How to use CircuitPython. A little bit about Feather. A little bit about Adafruit, A little bit about everything. Check it out. It's on their blog. Okay. Uh, some updates to CircuitPython.org. Yep. Uh, hug report to, to Justin and team. This uh, download section is now like a million times faster. I know. Because the we have these beautiful photos, and mm. now we have... Um, mm. specific versions mm. for depending on what size yep. you're viewing it.
1: And we also last week added the um, Blinka page for the Linux yeah, boards as well. Yeah, you can go
0: to, it's, a, it's, a, it's an item up there now, it's after library slash Blinka, yep. and we're adding more Linux boards all the time. Constantly. Um, this one, since you, you hang out in GitHub all the time, um, when you look at Adafruit dash Blinka, you can see a dependency graph now.
1: This is a new thing, yeah.
0: 267 repositories and 130 packages Right. So use we, Blinka. Because we have,
1: um, because Blinka is a p- Python library and you can have requirements.txt, I think that's how it does it. Um, GitHub, I guess, has an, it can look into, it's introspective into people's repositories and it sees what um, projects out there are people building that use this library through the, the dependency, the requirements.txt file. Or set up that or whatever, and it looked like there was about two hundred. Oh, do you want to go back? Sorry.
0: Yeah, there is two sixty seven. Two hundred sixty
1: seven, and some of them are hours. Um, but um, you can see like Circuit Python DS uh, thirty five O two and RGB LED, but then also like Home Assisted or EE forty nine SP two thousand nineteen. So somebody's you know uh, somebody's class, somebody's taking, or Hallecrafter, Crafter, maybe some sort of. I don't know, actually, or m- Mobile Envy p- terms Python, maybe environmental sensing. Um, so it's interesting to see what, you know, as we release more libraries in CircuitPython libraries, um, one of the things that's really cool about uh, GitHub and Python is really easy to see what people are using. This is a lot tougher in Arduino, something that we've been trying to get more information about, but you can at least do it in Python. Yeah. So if you have uh, Python libraries, uh, check out the dependency graph. I don't know if it's a beta thing. actually noticed today also you can, like, link... You, like it'll it'll do automatic linking between functions. It has like a docsgeny type thing going on built in. Um, so GitHub is adding a lot more functionality. I'm I'm a believer in Microsoft's GitHub. You know what? There was a works. there's there, some people there playing. was a
0: visitor here, um, and they worked for another. Not it was not Microsoft. They didn't work for Microsoft. Yeah. Another large tech company, and uh, we were talking about GitHub and like acquisitions and all sorts of things. And the thing I said, I, I think GitHub being acquired from Microsoft is going to be bigger than as as for a company and even for like programming and yeah. just for lots of things bigger than when YouTube was acquired by Google. I think it's that big of a deal because like everything's yeah. code.
1: Also, another thing that makes sense like Microsoft has always done like document sharing collaboration with like Excel yeah. and Docs. This is really smart. This is like the this is like the online Word Doc of coding this is this is people working together on stuff if you're working on a spreadsheet you use you know an online google sheet or you use excel online but if you're writing code this is the only way to share and use code online and they are doing a really yeah. good job I am impressed I was okay. not paid to say that too I actually just I really believe it
0: this is from Timmy makes things celebrate pride month with this cool rainbow project yeah Neopixels Neo
1: Neopixels are great for pride yep
0: we have a, uh, this project I'm, I want to run it on the updated uh, UF2 that we have. This is a fractal uh, viewer, and you can do Mendelbrot and burning ship fractals. And it's on GitHub, and it's in our customer support form, so you can see what some of the people kind of uh, are doing. What's this burning ship? Yeah.
1: Mandelbrot. Yeah, we yeah. know. Okay, um, shoes.
0: These are CircuitPython shoes. This is, uh, Sean posted up. This was the, the student project, their last day. And you know, and back in the day, we did um, light up shoes, but now because you can use Circuit so Python, the students made a Circuit Python version.
1: Yeah, you can see the Circuit Playground kind of bolted to the back there.
0: Yep. Okay. Um, more Pi Portal projects. This uses we- Open Weather Map, and this is um, the weather in Japan. SNEC 1.0 was released. Um, this is really neat. It's a Python-inspired language. It's a subset of Python. And but it runs on like an Arduino Uno. Yeah, and uh, Keith, who uh, is the lead developer on this, um, it has uh, three three bullet points that are important to remember. So Python-inspired, so good if you want to learn Python. Small, runs on our original Arduino um, board with 32K of ROM and 2K of RAM. It's smaller than the Apollo, Apollo guidance computer. And it's free software. It's uh, GNU, Yay. version three or later. And there's ports, uh, Adafruit Cricket, Arduino, uh, Feather M0 Express, Itsy Bitsy, both three and five versions, Itsy Bitsy M0 Express, Arduino Mega, Adafruit Metro M0, and Adafruit Circuit Playground Express. Well, I think
1: is fascinating is it's like, you know, I know that people who are like, oh, you know, I'm a Circuit Playground classic or I have a low-cost Nano, and I want to program it in Python, and, you know, CircuitPython and MicroPython don't run on something that small, but Snack does. Yeah. And so this is very interesting to us for an alternative for people we want to be able to point people to if they're like, hey, you know, they want to... Uh,
0: yeah, especially they if you have, like, Python. a bunch of old Arduinos around, but you still are like, I really want to get Or,
1: you, yeah, so. or like, you, ha- you know, maybe you don't want to buy all new equipment for your school, but you still yeah. want to explore Python.
0: And that is the Circuit Python, Python on Hardware news for this week.
1: Sweet. Okay.
0: Time snagy, travel. Snagy, snagy, snagy. So this, this week's, uh, and, and why I compressed some of the segments this week is because we, we told folks on Twitter and social media... That we would uh, talk about Maker Media ceasing operations, and uh, the news is it's not bankrupt. It's going through a process where the assets are getting sold. So it's not like some times when you hear like, oh, you know, Radio Shack is bankrupt. You know, the, that was a thing that happened. It was yeah. like it's over. You know, it has to go into um, a holding company, and someone has to buy it. There's a lot of work to to be done with it right now. Um, maker media which puts on maker fair and of course make magazine is not bankrupt they're just saying we're laying off staff laying this staff is like pre-bank they're
1: like this before yeah. bankruptcy it's like hey we have to stop drop reorganize, figure out how we want to move forward so a
0: lot of folks were asking us like what does this mean for make what does this mean for uh maker fair um, does this affect any companies that you know etc cetera, etc cetera. So, uh, what I thought we would do is, uh, I have...
1: What's well, time travel?
0: I have time travel photos. So, I've been, uh, in from the start when I was at Make, so I was senior editor at Make, before it was called Make. So I was, uh, I retired from doing Hackaday, because like, it was fun, but I'm just like, okay, like did it, and that can just kind of run forever. Yeah. Turns out it still is. So there's Hackaday, there's Supercon, there's Hackaday.io, there's all these things. It changed hand once, and now it's owned by Supply Frame. Mm -hmm. so hackaday is uh, a thriving business they've had a store they have lots of things so i had um just retired from hackaday when i thought it was going to just be able to to run on its own um there was easily enough projects to cover all the time and rael who was the cto of o'reilly said hey dale wants to talk to you um they, they might do some type of like DIY publication or some something yeah and I was still senior editor at Popular Science at the time and I said okay like you know the Popular Science stuff has been um, pretty pretty fun I don't like doing print stuff and I and events I'm not really into but like online digitally stuff um, I think that would be kind of cool so um, make had a Maker Fair. a lot of people like I I went through my Flickr that has you know, about almost twenty years of photos now. So during that time period, there was, there was a few things. Um, one, we had a Maker Fair, but it wasn't. It was before the first Maker Fair. Back in two thousand and five, there I think it was at E Tech, and that was an O'Reilly conference. There was meet oh, the makers. That's
1: right, and I, I was and, there yeah. with Bunny, and he showed off the Chumbi, the first Chumbi. Yeah,
0: there was the first Chumbi, and this is before there was even like we're getting ready to launch the magazine. So the magazine was announced in November, and then January. It, it launched. And this was one of the first things. So this is, I have a collection of all these posters. This was Bunny. He was showing off all his homebrew stuff, his uh, chumby, uh, which is sort of like the Pi Portal now. It's yeah. kind of interesting. Um, so then about a year later, um, and this was the first Maker Fair was in 2006.
2: Yeah.
0: Here we go, Meet the Makers. And this was when Make was part of O'Reilly. And O'Reilly is a book publisher. So um, I thought I'd just show some photos and talk about some of the things. Um, instead of like pontificating because here's one thing that's not fun.
1: Yeah.
2: Is
0: when people are, you know, there's like
1: armchair business.
0: Armchair experts like let me tell you how I would run it. It's like well like you've never run a business. You've never hired people. You've never worked an event. You, you have no idea what a, that costs. And everyone really should are. have opinions. It's cool but like you know these are real people that lost their jobs recently. There's also these events that people want to carry on. Um, there's a there's so much stuff going on in the in the maker movement. One magazine or one thing, just like Radio Shack going out of business, didn't really change stuff for a lot of companies. But it is important. One like what worked in the past, and, and two like what do, what can we do going forward. So the um, the photos that I have was right before uh, we launched the magazine, and then also Maker Faire. Yeah. So here I am. Uh, this was in 2000 and I was about to go on Science Friday and I had the first issue of Make and we were talking about like Maker Faire and stuff like that Um, I was working on real-time projects on the Make blog and this is a spot watch from Microsoft and I made an (laughs) RSS reader that would text from the Make site onto anyone's watch that had a a Microsoft spot watch Very
1: forward thinking but didn't quite Yeah,
0: so this is 2005 and I thought that was kind of cool. So I would document all these, like, digital projects. I, but Before this, I was doing um, the Engadget How-To Tuesday. And that's what turned into Hackaday. Yeah, you and did then, watch,
1: watch Wednesday or whatever. Yeah,
0: Watch This Wednesday. And, and that's what's one of the things. But one of the things I had told Dale when he said, oh, well, like, we're going to do a magazine. We're going to do, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, magazine's a terrible idea. I still kind of think... A print magazine is kind of tough to pull off, mm-hmm. but I said, "Well, I really want to do the digital stuff, the online stuff, and I think you know, online videos are going to kind of be a big deal." Don't think even YouTube was acquired by Google yet. Yeah. So, like a lot of the videos we did were on Blip TV and some other places. So um, here's the first box of uh, the Maker Fair badges. <laughs> this was uh, I unpacked them. Uh, there's 350 of them. This was. Uh, we weren't really prepared for how many people were going to show up at the first Maker Faire. It so, was
1: very small. Yeah, it, uh, it was like two two small buildings.
0: Yeah, so there was there was a lot going on, um, and we were uh, kind of caught off guard because there were so many people that showed up. I had some of the. I took photos of all the original branding, it's Mikey the, Sklar, the postcards. Yeah, who,
1: who does stuff with us? Yeah,
0: we still work with a lot of these these him. folks. So again, this was fourteen years ago, ish. Yep, Swaparamarama,
1: which yeah. is by uh, Wendy.
0: Yeah, and then here is uh, Bree Pettis and me. And this is uh, we were running some booths at the Maker Faire. And uh, here we are in our lab coats. Bree was a school teacher in Seattle, and uh, I saw some videos that he did, and I hired him to work at Make, for me, and then of course he went on to eventually to uh, MakerBot. Um, but Make was a little bit different, and this is like kind of this story that I'm, I'm telling through photos. When we started Make, there was hardware. When we were doing lots of uh, outreach, there wasn't DIY hardware for the makers. So it was like, hey, get excited about this new trend coming up. But it what didn't exist, I, But yeah. what can I do? And it's like, well, this is um, one of the first, if not the first open this source hardware. Yeah. This is the Daisy MP3. This is from Raphael. And, and we made a kit together. And this is the, the Make it, makezine.com um, open source MP3 player.
1: Yep with a pick, and then it has an mp3 decoder chip because it was still under patent yeah. and sd card
0: so that that was important to me and this is the things that I really like working on this there was a make controller there was the game of life there was a daisy mp3 there was the uh, Joe Grand badge
1: yeah the it's Simon badge and, he did for his workshops
0: and that's what I spent a lot of my time on um, I split my time between being the senior editor of the the magazine uh, helping to run the Maker Store, it was called Maker Store at first. Um, trying to get sponsors, advertisers, and more for uh, the different events and f- for also online, and then also starting a lot of videos. I thought I thought videos were were where yeah. it's at. The it my controller,
1: like, kit was kind of cool. You know, if it had been in Python, it would have been so revolutionary. Like was, we weren't, we didn't have the technology yet.
0: Not yet, but the, it was too hard to program. Yeah, and then later on, Ardu- Arduino came out. Yeah. Um, Makershed was the next iteration. And uh, for a very long time, Makershed was bigger than Adafruit. It was. Um, I knew you, and I was still full-time at Make. But I would help you out with stuff, and, and Make was a, a, a much bigger uh, yes. company and entity. Um,
1: I was just selling kits out of the, my room yeah. still. So.
0: And one of the, 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 the beats that I was on was open-source hardware. And I, and I think that that's where I saw the most potential... For what I thought was this like hardware and engineering movement, which was part of this thing called Make.
1: Yeah, you would do the, the gift guide. It yeah. was possible to actually list all open source oh, hardware. Yeah. So okay. There was only like 20. Open source <laughs>
0: hardware, 2009. So that was 10 years ago. And things that were called open source hardware, or open source hardware license, there was only a few. But eventually it was too hard to keep track of. But in the beginning, there was like a handful. There's less than a dozen.
1: Yeah, was the, open source the, there was the RepRap, you can see in the original MakerBot Cupcake, which was just a kit. Yeah. I had a couple projects. There was open prosthetics. It, but it was very rare. And not a lot of people some projects from EMSL. Yeah. Not a lot,
0: though. And uh, one of the things, that I, and I still think this is true, um, Halloween is a celebration of people who make things. So one of my favorite issues of make I got a, got a chance to work on it, there was, a, there was a other version of this cover where I was in it, where they're like, okay, Phil, like, hang out with all this. But we, we had the biggest Halloween contest going on for a while and i think that's where if if people are going to purchase make as a print publication or even a, an event i think halloween should have a a, a big role in it yeah that's where cosplay is that's where that's where a lot of stuff that we see now. candy
1: kids love it
0: yeah so the other thing was there was like tech channels. so this is g4 tech tv
1: no um, uh, i was on g4 tech TV. yeah i
0: used to go on this um Every, single, every time before Maker Faire, I would go on G4 Tech TV. Here's what Maker Faire is. Here's all the stuff. And then um, I had started the Make Podcast I, uh, after the Engadget Podcast. Yeah. So Engadget Podcast, I would started. I was like, I really like doing these um, audio interviews with technologists. And the Make Podcast had a lot of that. So in addition to showing how to make the content for podcasts, um, you could like hack your iPad. Yeah. Uh, sorry, your iPod. Linux and then
1: what's funny is I use these all for testing the Minty Boost.
0: Yeah, and then we would use these to test the Minty Boost. But one of the things that was important is all these maker stories, and all the different ways you could publish besides print. Again, well, the people
1: are just amazing. I mean, everyone who's in the making community for the last you know fifteen years or whatnot—they're all, they're all just like amazing, generous, wonderful, creative people. Every one of them
0: and this is what I'm still excited about. I would like to see this return in some way. So this was some screenshots. I would take a screenshot of iTunes and we really pushed the boundaries of what was possible with podcasts and iTunes. So when you would download or subscribe to a make podcast, you got the video. Here's a weekend project with Bree. You got a full PDF because it allowed attachments and enclosures. It's a cool RSS thing. Yeah. And you would be able to get parts of the magazine delivered to you. Imagine now if you were I
1: know, like even now, like it's not as good as that. Well, it's it's actually know, backtracked.
0: Yeah, and, and I kind of want to weave in some some ideas with this. If you're going to run a magazine like Make, it you have to have a digital output in a big way. You have to have podcasts, interview makers. You have to have videos. You have to have parts of this magazine. Maybe some people might not even touch a print version. Maybe they're only going to live in their podcatcher or their phones or tablets. So this was. Uh, just, again, some screenshots. This is from 2007. Six. Yeah, seven. Uh, and this was the multimeter one. Multimedia tutorial, make video podcast, you get all this so stuff. So you're
1: right. listening to it, you're watching it. Yeah. You've got text that goes with it.
0: You could do chapters in long-form audio or video. And this is how the old iPod used to display it. Uh, this was in 2005 and six. You can, like, zoom in on this later when this is on YouTube. But uh, I made a... Uh, interactive chat bot. So you could ask it what you what what you want to build. Um, you could subscribe to the make news on this. This is all over so Instant Messenger. Like,
1: you're like, oh hey, you know what's an iPod hacking project.
0: Yeah. You would say what you had and it would return yeah, this projects you is, You, you know can do Twitter
1: didn't exist yet. There was no Twitter. There was no Twitter. <laughs> was no Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. or it was a very basic form of Twitter. Next up, here you are. And you have a uh, Christmas tree kit because you had said and you still say to this day, you will you promise you will never sell a Christmas tree kid. Correct. And so there you are.
1: That's right. That's me.
0: Here was your Maker Faire booth. You had a wave bubble.
1: That's right. I still have that shirt, too. You
0: had your Zox box.
1: Yeah, I know a projects. Muse. You could build dig some ones. of them. You could buy some of them with a dig button.
0: Yeah. Here is my friend, Natalie Z. So I worked with Natalie back when I was in the advertising world. Uh, we worked at separate companies, um, but we usually ended up competing for clients and such but we were friends and when she was finished with that uh, make started a magazine called craft. So for a brief period of time there was another mag- one was called make one was called craft make scene craft scene. So this is Natalie at uh, I think this was maybe Austin Maker Fair it could have been uh, Bay Area Maker Fair back in like two thousand and eight or so. This is Dale and this is Jerry. I think they were getting the uh, Austin Proclamation. Yeah, I think this was like it's it's a the day of making. Day of making, and I think this was in Austin. Yeah. Um, here's Spark Fund's booth at the Austin Maker Fair. Yeah,
1: they had big uh, soldering workshops. Always incredibly popular, super packed. Yeah. People love the how to solder workshops.
0: And uh, back in 2009, I, I had a behind the scenes role on Make Television. If you looked there's a very young version of JP.
1: He looks the same now, man. <laughs>
0: By young women, I mean identical. Whatever they have in LA, waters. So, uh, Make had a television show. It was uh, public television. And uh, Make was also on The Martha Stewart Show.
1: So pastel.
0: Make was also on The Colbert Report. And I remember
1: we went to that in the Here I am bot. with
0: Colbert. <laughs> And uh, you and I were helping out uh, to make sure all the yeah. the, the make stuff. Worked. I was
1: uh, I was called in last minute to solder up a couple yeah. things to get them back working.
0: Here's another blast from the past. So uh, we had we had an office in Make. Here's me. Here's Mark DeVink, and there's Colin.
1: Colin, has so much hair.
0: Colin, Colin uh, works at Infra. Still weird. Yeah. Keeping it weird. Make we out a uh, fire truck for a while, and IBM helped sponsor it. And then I kind of wanted to just wrap up um, kind of what you were saying. You know, the, the connections that, that we all made and the people that we met, that's what this community is. So uh, this is you and I. This is Caleb Kraft. So Caleb uh, worked at Hackaday, and then he went on to make. Yes. And this is, what, four or five years ago? Yeah. Becky, um, I hired her when she was at school, and she came to work at make. Yes, this and is then, New York Maker Show. And then uh, she came to work at Adafruit. Now she's in Instructables. Here you are at the DigiKey booth. This was 2017 with the Giant Circuit Playground Express. Yes, this is
1: a recent.
0: Yep. Here are the Arduino booth.
1: This is a year ago.
0: And then, you know, I just I just have gigs and gigs and gigs of content. There's you and Sean Heimel. So what happens next? Who knows? But the things about Make that will carry on, whether Make has a purchaser or if it gets relaunched or whatever it's going to be the people. And I think that's the thing to center on. So um, we did a blog post. And uh, so far, we have tried twice to purchase some assets from Make.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't have any big announcements tonight or anything. But this, no. in 2017, Make had a, a bit of a cash crunch. And we said, hey, like here's some, here's, if, if you want, we can take over some of, the, some of the things that we think that we could do a good job with, and we could give you money. Um, turns out they didn't need it. And then most recently, um, we wanted to see if there was something. We also made an offer for um, something a little unusual.
1: Dale's head? No, what? <laughs> so we made an
0: offer for um, all the email addresses that may collected over the years and all the physical addresses. What are we going to do with them? Well, w- uh, we would work with a third-party data destruction service to verify they've been destroyed, erased, cannot be... Used to spam. Um, I this think happened
1: with Radio Shack. It,
0: this happens kind of all the time with all companies.
1: They sold the. They were like, oh, and we won't use it. But then when it was sold, it was sold to another I, company. And they I, used I know it.
0: this is kind of valuable, but it, it's really not. It, it'll, it'll. I think because it's Make and Make was built around a community. I think it would be better not to buy the mailing list and the physical address and then spamming folks. I think whatever you do, I don't think that. Would be a good idea i mean i
1: think the community if you want people in the maker community to buy stuff from you just do what make did do really cool projects publish do podcasts do videos share it just sending people email isn't going to um get the maker community to want to contribute or purchase from your company i think that yeah i think mean, the thing is to be part of a being a good citizen and a good maker and a good part of the community i mean like the making Mean community is a community. It isn't just like an audience. Yeah, it is like everyone knows everybody.
0: And it's and it's grown to the point where there's lots of large groups doing lots of different things. So, it, all of the things that you you do, like engineering, and three printing, three printing, accessibility tech. It's outgrown one thing called make. Yes. There's a giant three D printing room. There's there's a
1: cosplay world. There, yeah.
0: And there's so there's a Silicon Python world. And so I feel like whoever whoever comes along, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll hear back and and. We'll be able to purchase to destroy the mailing list and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I think that would just that would that would make sure that if if you ever went to a maker fair, that information isn't going to go to some somewhere or something else. That that's the expectation. Like you're yeah. not going to get spammed or anything like that. So, anyways, um, that's a little bit of a, a, a walk down memory lane. Yep. And so we'll see what happens next.
1: That was time travel. That was that, w- that was
0: a big time travel. That was a big time travel. And uh, you know, I'll probably post up all the photos at some point from like, let's see, I was there. Are they in Flickr? Or no? They're in my private Flickr album of like Make from 2005 to like 2009 ish or so. Um, that's what, what like I, I knew I I should document everything that was going on. Yeah. you have like photos like Make wasn't called Make It First and like maker fair was really small and just like a lot of the maker shed it wasn't called maker shed like a lot of like where what happened um in the beginning I tried to document the best I could um, but anyways that's that's the that's the time travel stuff at the end of the show if anyone has any questions about make uh about business about anything I, I can yeah. I can answer it based on what we do here at adafruit and what I did put them in discord was, put them in discord and we'll we'll get through cuz a lot of A lot of people contact us. A a magazine publisher contact us and said, "We want to buy it. Will you and more run it?" And it's like that's a huge distraction. Why don't you all do it? We won't
1: even do it. Like it's not something that we're. We're We already we already we already already
0: publish guides and videos, and we have products. Yeah. But I also think that the, the 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 idea of having how to make something and then the things that you need to make it close to each other, so people can buy them or share them or get the resources I think that's really powerful and i have not seen i have not seen anyone pull it off as good as Adafruit right now so the learn system is a lot of the things that I wanted to do I make but whether it was technology or just you know business needs I really thought online was the place to be videos were the way to display it and you should only be you know millimeters away from a button to add something to your cart so when you see that thing you want to get you can purchase it and it also gets you away from the sales cycle of okay I need a million something dollars from a sponsor for an event or yeah. like a print publication it's you know the metrics for print are a little bit different than online I, I i like the like here's the number of people who clicked the thing and bought the thing versus like well like you know it's a you know it's a little bit murkier for for print stuff also events depending on how an event is done some people want a badge scan some pe- you know some marketers require something a little bit different than maybe the maker fair, county fair thing where you're not there really to get monetized. And then also, lots of companies, like Google's a good example, they do a Google Science Fair, so it's very make-like in its own way.
1: Yeah. So we'll see... And there's also many maker fairs. There's maker
0: fairs that people are going to carry on around the world. Um, Let's see, Maker Shed. They used to stock our stuff. They stopped stocking stuff like five or six years ago, so it's not like we have a...
1: Well, they moved away from it. I think they actually were like, we don't like shipping goods. Yeah. They focus more on books.
0: I, I think so. I also say this. I think... It was really hard for Maker Shed, especially after some staff changes, to keep up with the latest. I think that was, like, one of the hardest you things. You do have
1: to. There's you a reason be, why we do new products every week, and we always have new products. Yeah. We're discontinuing as many items as we're putting in. Like, the number yeah. of items in the Adafruit store is kind of staying static.
0: New business is the business. Like we, yeah. we really like to have new products because technology is moving so fast. I think you really need to curate and have a firm opinion about what's the best possible thing. And you have to keep up with it. On a on a you know, hourly basis, second by second basis. You know, tonight I know you're gonna be falling asleep reading data sheets. That's that's a fact. So it's, I think all those things it's together. True. I think all those things together. So yeah. we'll see. Um we're probably gonna end up talking to some folks that said they were they're they're thinking about doing something with make. Yeah. But I also think like there's hack space, there's there's a ton of things out there. It doesn't mean you have to do the same thing over and over. Like you there's know, nothing. There's, uh, new things like to do. A- Adafruit is very different than Make, but i but for me personally, there's a lot of stuff I really wanted to get done at Make that I couldn't like that, that I can do now. So like that that's the way I would I would or that's what I'll ask people who are like, oh, okay, I want to buy this event and this magazine, and be like, well, what is the business problem that you have that this that a print magazine and an event solves? Because yeah. there are some business needs yes. and business problems that that solves, but not always.
1: True. Okay.
0: So that's the uh,
1: okay. Well, that time was travel. your time travel.
0: Yeah, it was a big one. How well, about folks me? are asking. I'm just like, well, I'll just watch it on the show this week. Okay. Open source hardware. We're an open source hardware company. Lately, yes, right.
1: right. We got yeah. almost 1,900 guides. We have
0: 1,887 guides. Uh, what's Ooh. on the big board this week? Well,
1: I'm glad you asked. We have a bunch of guides that came out this week. Actually, like like 11 guides. So we've got. Um, to Arcade Guide, we have the NES emulator for Arcade. Um, this one is going to be popular for uh, those who like playing classic Nintendo games. Um, I sort of ported two or three different ports of Nofrendo, which is a really good NES emulator, to the SAM51. So if you have a Pi Badger, Pi Gamer, you can now play NES games, and you can even save game state, and you can uh, restore it, and you can you know pause, and uh, and it runs at full speed. Um, you can run up to 256k ROMs Um, I spent six weekends on it so please use it because I put a lot of time into it that I didn't do other things with I could have gone outside but I was working on this so try it out Um, we have uh, a bunch of uh, also some links to some really cool homebrew ROMs Um, so if you don't want to pirate ROMs you don't have to there's um, a really amazing Nintendo uh, homebrew scene um, with some really fun games some of those are better than some NES games um, we have pixel dust, this digital sand demo for Arcata. So uh, we'll show a little video of that shortly. Um, but that's uh, Phil B. with this really cool sand simulation code and we did it for LED matrices on Raspberry Pi. And I ported that code back to um, Arduino and to the TFT screen so you can have a little uh, pixelated sand. I was inspired by I saw 3 took our code and put it on their handheld. And I was like, wait a minute, that's a good idea. So then I put it back on our handheld. Yeah, so I had a everyone's up. got.
0: I showed the video last week for this one.
1: Is. Yeah, so now I have a guide with some code and there's a few different examples. And I kind of go through and how you can customize it to however you like. All right, next up, we've got We Make the Classics Pie Hunter. We showed you that video. So this is um, taking inspiration from um, famous arcade games and how to recreate those games in Make Arcade uh, and learn skills. Um, that's kind of the the first part of before you you know you can create your own original games. Oftentimes, it's best to recreate existing ones because you'll learn all these tips and tricks from like 20 years, 30 years of game uh, history that we have. We have a guide for uh, the bri- uh, Brian wrote for the LPS 35 HWs, so the water-resistant pressure sensor, which is kind of interesting. It temperature and pressure, but it's um, in a sealed sensor so that if you want to. Um, build a project that's in a wearable or maybe goes outside. This is a really uh, good option because um, it's designed for outdoor use. Uh, We've got um, three projects or kind of like two projects but like split and mixed into three. There's the Pi Gamer 3D printed snap fit case. If you have a Pi Gamer you want a 3D print case instead of the um, acrylic case. This case is nice and slim. It snap fits together and of course you can customize the colors. They also made a version of that Pi Gamer case but has space for a rotary encoder and a crank so you can make crank cranky games and we have um, a uh, project that we posted. It's actually a variant of an old guide you can link to it that is linked from that guide for making a GIF player that um, when you turn the crank it fast forwards and replays the GIF. So you can see that here. This is a nice little demo just showing how to use a crank HID crank controller also kind of interesting. Taking, you know, what they learned from those two projects, and like, well, let's just make a handheld uh, crank so you can uh, interface it with HID. So it's just Circuit Python. Um, from Colin, we've got a quick start guide for Circuit Python and Circuit Playground. If you got one and you want a quick start guide, it's just the fastest getting started guide. You know, there's always more detail you can get into, but this is just to get you going. Uh, Colin uh, is really good at making succinct guides. Check that out. Uh, Dan C has been just doing some amazing e-ink projects. Um, He came to us and said, hey, I love e-ink, and I'm like, we've got this new e-ink shield, we've got this new metro airlift, want to do like a weather project, so he uh, adapted um, open weather code, I think from Daniel Eichhorn's um, variant for ESP32, but then he kind of adapted that back to the same D-51 airlift. And uh, you can use a shield with it, you pop it on top. It's a nail solder project. If you want to make a quick Wi-Fi, e-paper, e-ink display, um, this guide will get you going. Uh, We have an energy budgets guide by Mike Stone. Uh, Mike Stone, what's interesting is as we're viewing this guide, he is really good at, like we have a lot of very beginner projects, like how to use an LED, and we have some really advanced projects. Like here's how to, you know, 3D print this like amazing uh, you know sword and motorize it and it's a chainsaw or whatever and we have a lot of like very complicated projects a lot of very basic projects This is kind of the the reference information in the middle It's like how do you know what size battery to pick and it's kind of like I always tell people like well You can do a bunch of math, but like honestly just like plug in a battery and see how long it lasts And then you know you, you can divide out and figure out how, how much power is using But my story actually goes into the details of how you calculate your energy budget how you can make your batteries last longer Using buck converters versus linear converters, um, what is a watt hour? Um, how to you know how PWM affects battery and power usage? Um, check it out; it's very detailed. He's a really skilled uh, engineer at explaining these kinds of details. Um, so This is a really a great resource. Uh, these guides, uh, people refer to them again and again as they progress in their projects. And then uh, Katni did a little guide for the MCP 9600. It's a cute I2C thermocouple amplifier. We have some Arduino code and wiring diagrams for that. Okay. Moving
0: along. That's a lot. We're almost up 2000. Okay, some main New York City factory footage. Here we go. Take it away. Okay, and it wouldn't be a New York City factory footage segment without a sunset or sunrise.
1: We saw this yesterday. It was amazing. It yeah, was it a beautiful was a nice sunset.
0: sunset. Yeah. Alrighty. Now, you've seen some of the previews. You've watched some of the show and tell. But but you've, looked the, you've looked at the feeds, the tweets. But here is the crank video.
1: Cranky gifts. And then
0: we're going to do a 3D printed iris speed up. Okay. Do them back to back. Take it away. Don't forget, code is GPSUSB. Okay. And uh
2: we're gonna do this.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: okay, so uh two things real quick. We have, we have
1: less than twenty boxes.
0: Yeah, so if you're thinking about getting an Ada Box, we're shipping them this week, next week, week after. Um Lots of good guesses, probably, are from what Adabox 12 is. However, I can tell you they're about to be gone. This is it. You should get one. How adabox.com. will you know
1: if your guess is right? Yeah. You should subscribe.
0: This is it, but we're we're out of the thousands 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 that we ship out. We only have probably and 20 left
1: right now. Yeah, about okay. 20. Okay. Okay, starting off, we got these in stock finally. Yay, it's been a year in the making. But we now have Circuit Playground Expresses in beautiful... Uh, 4-H green and on the back we've got the 4-H logo which is not a trademark it's a special 18 USC a, 707 yeah. so
0: it's one of the same type of marks that the government can give you approval for much like Woodsy the Owl or Smokey the Bear or like the Olympic rings there's these all the other or like Boy Scouts scouts the name scouts yeah. there's things that the, the the US government decided let's not have it as a regular trademark let's make this super thing and we had to apply for it, and um, it, it happened, so it's Check here. it out.
1: Yeah, I'll show it off. It's beautiful. So the final one has a gold pad, so it doesn't oxidize. It's exactly the same code and layout as a normal Circuit Playground Express. It's got the microphone, speaker, switches, buttons, sensors, LEDs, I think you can see on the back. Uh, it just has the FCCCE marking and yep. the 4-H marking logo. Um, of course you don't have to use this for your circuit playground projects but if you are in 4-H wouldn't it be cool um, to make your next agricultural Agricultural technology project with a green 4-H circuit playground board and uh, we'll soon have um, some of these boards in the 4-H shop as well so that's pretty exciting and then we'll do some projects with 4-H so as you get maybe this summer if you and your group of 4-H people in your community want to build soil sensors or activity monitors, um, capacitive touch or uh, environmental sensing, you can do that with Circuit Player express Next up, we've got the Great Fit one from Great Scott Gadgets. I love uh, this open source company. They're just so fun and so cool. Of course, it's open source hardware. It even has the marking on the back. It says, uh, be neighborly. And it's kind of this interesting thing. It's got this LPC4300 on it. This is this mega Cortex-M port. It even has, I think, a Cortex-M0 as well. And it's got two USB ports. And it can do one host and um, one peripheral. And so it's actually kind of like an in-betweener. Like, of course, you can use it as a normal breakout board. And it's got all of these um, pins available uh, that you can program in. I think probably has embed support. And of course, it has, uh, you know, GCC support. But also, it acts as an in-between, so if you want to have Uh, reverse engineering USB or you want to like um, you know take data from USB and analyze it this could be a really good tool because again it has both the USB client and host capabilities Um, so we've got these gadgets in store I think you know this is for like kind of reverse engineering with hardware if you're if you're into that um, you're gonna be into this Their boards are always so wonderful I just got a shout out to like Great Scott and Travis (laughs) Goodspeed and uh, that whole crew everything they do is is so awesome and it's a beautiful board too white it's hard to make white pcbs look good yeah um, and they do so there you go really lovely nice work on this design beautiful board okay it's so great for one great for reverse engineering hacking and usb stuff you've got from brian who's been doing hardware engineering with us for a couple of months now the lps35 hw this is a really cool sensor it's a temperature and pressure sensor um, but unlike most of these, it's actually designed to be used in damp environments. It's kind of got this protective epoxy around it, and inside it's also got a um, moisture barrier. So, not a lot of pressure sensors can be used. It can actually be used underwater, I believe, as well. Uh, although I haven't tested it underwater. We've, we've tested it in environments, and it works fine. I will note that. If you want to use it underwater in very damp environments, you'll have to epoxy the rest of the board because the sensor is water resistant, but the rest of the PCB assembly is not because we don't know what you want to use it for. So we kind of just made it inexpensive and simple. So um, use epoxy if you would like to uh, use this in a damp environment. But if you want to just evaluate this chip, uh, this board is great. And here's a demo and I'll show off. It's very responsive. So here's the pressure and sensor. If I put my finger over it, you can see um, it has a very high precision and it's very accurate as well. It's very nice sensors. This is from ST. Usually we have our temperature and barometric pressure sensors from Bosch, but ST has been coming out with some good stuff as well. So uh, nice work from them. You can use I2C or SPI um, with this device and we have both uh, CircuitPython and Arduino libraries. The screen, we had a couple people who said, oh, you know, I I broke my Pi Portal screen or my Pi TFT Plus, can I just get the TFT? Well, we now have it. Um, I really like these displays. They're from um, DisplayWorks, which is uh, my TFT supplier and they're great. Um, These are 50 pin uh, connector TFTs. Uh, You get uh, SPI or you get 8 bit, you you know, 80, 80, 60, 16 bit. 88 or 1600, as well as you can put it into a true, yeah, V-Sync, H-Sync, um, LCD mode. I haven't actually used them in that mode, but I'm, I'm sure it works in that mode, um, because the chipset supports it, the ILI-9341. If you, uh, break or crack the display, um, pop these in, and then, you know, we have a breakout in the store as well if you want to just, uh, connect it up. Okay,
2: next up.
1: Next up, um... Coming soon, we have the starter kit for the Pi Gamer. We're going to be putting more of these in stock this week, promise. promise. Uh, we made some today, but uh, we've actually canceled that a little fast. Um, this starter kit has everything you need. So you get the fully assembled Pi Gamer board, you get the acrylic case here shown with the paper protective cover on it, uh, as well as the screws put together. You get um, a small 8-ohm speaker, which is nice and loud. Uh, You get uh, a 350 milliamp hour battery so it lasts about four to seven hours depending on how loud you play music and how bright the backlight is and you get an assortment of uh, buttons, uh, caps to uh, customize what colors you'd like as well as a protective case to hold the whole thing together and I thought I'd just show the Pi Gamer off just to show here's what it looks like when it's fully assembled. Um, So I can show up the pieces. So you can see the PCB underneath and you've got this kind of cool half translucent smoke acrylic. Um, The button caps, which you can customize. So I put the red and white ones on, but they come in a variety of colors. So you can see yellow and gray as well. Um, You got the analog joystick and the buttons, of course. Uh, Micro USB, reset button, uh, stereo headset on off, SD card. Um, the feather headers are exposed. So if you want to plug in feathers, you can do that. Uh, they can make a little uh, sensor game or you can connect a thermal camera or Wi-Fi. I actually connected the Wi-Fi airlift. And yeah, you can you do Wi-Fi stuff on the, um, on the Pi Gamer. Uh, the speaker plugs in over here. The battery plugs in over here. into this little cavity. And then you've got some Stemma connectors on the bottom as well. And then this is running uh, the Trash Panda game. So, you, if you would like to uh, make uh, make code arcade games, or if you would like to uh, play that NES emulator, oh. loud, uh, you can do that with this starter kit, and there's no soldering required.
0: Okay. And next to uh, the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, and the community, is this.
1: Yay! This is the GPS USB, which I think people want. Nobody has actually asked for this. Um, But I think people want it because I see people using our Ultimate GPS, which is a really great GPS module. And they want to connect it to Linux computers and they don't want to take up a UART um, because maybe you don't have a lot of UART. So you want to use USB. So this is basically the Ultimate GPS board and I just made it a little bit bigger and I added uh, Scilabs 2104 USB serial adapter on there, which is my favorite USB serial adapter right now. Regulator and of course, uh, micro USB connector as well as the four USB pins. So if you want to like hardwire it into something, like sometimes you have like an embedded Linux board where like USB is actually just pads. You don't even have to use a cable. You can just solder the four wires together and it will enumerate. And then um, RX and TX LEDs as well as a um, uh, external antenna option. So if you plug in an antenna, it will automatically switch over to the external antenna to give you that boost. Um, other than that, it works just like the Ultimate GPS that you know and love. And we've uh, shown in the... Um, tutorial. We've just added a couple photos and uh, shown you how to use it with Python. And if you want to use the pulse per second, so the GPS module, of course, you know, it gets an NMEA data out. It tells you location, the time. But if you want for using this as an NTP server or something, you want to get that pulse per second, which will um, get you the nanosecond-ish precision of when the actual seconds turn over because the data coming out of the serial is delayed by a couple milliseconds usually because it actually has to get transmitted. Um, So there is a pulse per second that comes out and it's connected to the ring indicator pin on the Scilabs chip. So if you're using Python, you can use PySerial to read the PPI, uh, the the PPS from the ring indicator pin just by reading like it's like PySerial.ri and it will toggle high and low based on um, the PPS signal. So that's how I got there's like one thing that basically, you know, you can't get from NMEA data. Uh, it is available, but you'll just have to use whatever serial software you're using, the interface code, to read the ring indicator pin. So that's the only thing that's a little unusual about it. Other than that, it's just a, a GPS module, L2GPS, I love this module. Um, it's just really fast, uh, low power, um, especially with external antenna, you know, it works really great. It's kind of overall does everything you ever want from a USB uh, GPS device.
2: Okay, and what's that, lady Ada?
1: New, 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 new. Let's do a new recap. New, 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 new. We've got only a few eight boxes left. We're going to be
0: out of these, but put it in there. We're
1: going to be out of there, but maybe if you're watching this with one left, you can sign up. We've got the 4H Circuit Playground Express. It's just like the Circuit Playground Express you know and love, but now uh, we've partnered with 4H to brand this 4H green with the 4H logo. We've got some great Scott gadgets. The great FET one, it's the update to the good Fet. It has an LPC 4300. It's a USB go in between goer. It's a powerful reverse engineering tool. It's kind of a Swiss army knife of electronics, logic analyze or whatever you want it to be. Uh, the great FET one will probably solve your problems. We've got this uh, water resistant temperature uh, and pressure, absolute pressure sensor. Um, this is designed to be used outdoors and in damp conditions. So, uh, it's one of the few sensors we've seen that uh, is meant for outdoor use. Uh, This is a 3.2 inch 320 by 240 display. You can use it on its own or as a replacement for our Pi Portal display or Pi TFT Plus if you happen to crack that display during use. And we've got our all-in-one starter kit for the Pi Gamer. It comes with a Pi Gamer PCB, the enclosure, battery, speaker, uh, button caps, as well as a beautiful purple carrying case. And finally, we have the GPS-USB. It's the ultimate GPS with a USB micro B connector. Uh, so you don't need to use up your UART pins. You just plug in a USB cable, shows up as a serial port, and you can be reading GPS data immediately. No, 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 no.
0: OK, let's uh, do some top secret. So first up, here's an update from our AR app. It's kind of what I was talking about before in the time travel section. I think you have to participate in some of these new bits of technology to make sure um, that not only can you use these things, but you understand how they work. So this is our AR app for um, our Adafruit products. It can see what product is in front of you. Yeah. And those little blue dots are on the screen, and when you tap those, that's that's what's displaying. So it's an augmented reality app, and it can recognize uh, the exact hardware that you have, and then it tells you all the different pieces. So it's a learning tool, but it's also a very cool use of technology that some of the new phones and tablets can do. Very neat. Next up.
1: Coming soon. Got the first draft of Circuit Playground Blue Fruit Edition coming out. This is some lovely draft silkscreen. This may be changing, but this is kind of what we're starting with.
0: Yes. Yeah. All right. Back in the vault. All right. So we're going to answer questions now. Yeah. We're going to do that in Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Um, this is where you go. I have a go there. favor to ask folks. We have four of these little gems, and once we get to 10, we can put a graphic, and I think we get other stuff for our server. If you have server boosts and you're in Discord, can you boost us until we get to 10? We need like six of you.
1: Thank you. It's
0: just, like another thing I gotta collect? But like,
1: but we'll, be, we'll do cool stuff with it. Well, promise.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll put, I'll put cool graphics and like coming soon stuff and top secret. I'll use that for the banner. So that's our that's our request. Well, let's see what okay. questions we have. Okay. Okay. Um, this was an uh, earlier one. Um, what's the most important thing for running a business, aka something like make? So. I don't think there's one specific thing. Because you have to be careful. This is like a business book.
1: There's no like, oh, that's the secret.
0: It's all about people. It's all about your customer. It's all about this. I will say this. This is not the most important thing. But you can't really be successful unless you have it. Which is a dedication to measuring things. And I think that's the difference between successful companies that I've seen, that you've seen, that we've seen. And the companies that aren't. If you're taking in subscribers how many subscribers did you get this month versus last month how many did you get this month versus last month last year this quarter versus last quarter which direction is it going how much is the cost per acquisition Mm -hmm. per person um are you adding more things into the store what's the profit margins on it and you have to send that information out to everybody i know a lot of companies don't do that so we have something called state of the fruit every week and state of the fruit um each team briefly talks about, we wrap up State of the Fruit in less, than, minutes. less than 20 minutes, often. Yeah. and there's pizza and drinks, and it's uh, whoever's here at the company at the uh, same time every Friday, and what we do is we just go over the numbers, what's the on-time sh- shipping percentage, what is our um, rate for cycle count, so we don't have to do inventory day every, every year, and it's one of the things that the teams came up with, and we always try to improve these metrics, and we're always trying to work towards a goal and i think everyone in the company having access to this and seeing this has really helped us there's no surprises and you're always measuring something and and there's a lot of people that are like hey how do we make this number go up or how do we reduce the number of uh, customer support inquiries or how do we do this or how do we do that Um, we have metrics on returns we have metrics on um, fraud attempts we um, have
1: QA metrics. Yeah. We've got FAB metrics. We've got test prep metrics. And it metrics. isn't that
0: the metrics drive the company. It's just there is awareness for everyone that their job is appreciated. They're coming up with these metrics. And it's being shared with a really large group of people. Yeah. And if you look at everything we do, even down to, like, this, the Python on Hardware newsletter, every week we have, here's a number.
1: You know exa- I know exactly how many subscribers how many, we have.
0: How many PyPy pi, pi-, pi- Downloads, like how many, yeah. you know, how many um, people are in Discord? Right how now? many
1: libraries do we have?
0: And and I, it's not, the whole point isn't to make the numbers go up. Sometimes you want numbers to go down. Like how many um, uh, discrepancies are there in inbound packages? Yeah. You know, you want that number to go down. But I think it's it's having the teams, trusting the teams to come up with the metrics that's important to them, and then sharing that to a wide group of people, and then being able to share that knowledge and how to get stuff done together. Yeah. it's not the most important thing but companies who succeed tend to have this yep and um, there's been a couple ceos that i've talked to where i'm like what's your do you have like a dashboard like a web page that shows how you're doing and only a few have and the ones that have have been the ones that have been the most successful, they're like, yes, I remember we had
1: one CEO who came, who came by, and he actually said, I know exactly how many orders we have had on the store today. Yeah. Well, he do it right then. I was like, OK, I, I didn't ask. And I we did. did,
0: too. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, like you know, I, I knew what time it was. And I knew the last time I looked, I'm like, oh, we have like 927 right now, but give or take a few more. Yeah. Because it's been, you know, I've been away from my computer for a minute. <laughs> so I think that's one of the most important things. OK, let's uh, go back to the questions here. Uh, Will blue? Will, oh well, the blue fruit. We're, blue fruit's not out yet, so we can't. We really can't ask. Yeah, yet, you can't so. talk. No
1: questions. Okay. Um, no
0: lots questions. of questions about the thing. You can't ask questions.
1: About. You can't ask. It doesn't even exist yet, folks. It's a rendering. Yeah. Geez, Louise. Are there please.
0: any plans for the NRF twenty four one hundred one plus?
1: Not so much. I think that you know the latest Nordic boards actually can do NRF twenty four simulation modes, so we might add that. I'd be more interested in that. Okay.
0: Uh, let's see Oh It doesn't matter how precisely You're measuring something If you're not measuring The right things That's yeah, true too Exactly Okay well, Let's see uh, Yeah For the questions about Circuit Playground Express It doesn't exist It doesn't exist I but don't I, know but I, but I will say this one Yes it'll work on a cricket Because yes. that, that Like that That would mean, be That would be unusual the, If yeah. we didn't have that It'll
1: so. be drop in replaceable With the Circuit Playground yeah. That's the plan but okay. It doesn't exist yet
0: uh, Let's see Uh, what age group is Ada Box 12 good for? I would say... if I think the, 10 and a Yeah, if the kid ever liked to play a video game, maybe it'd be a good age, or like a kid who could play a video game, probably Ada Box 12 would be a good Ada yeah. Box friend.
1: But also, you know, even if a kid that's young, there's some activities that are for very young people. Or you can do stuff and the kid can can play them. So it's there's a lot of options.
0: Uh, let's see here
1: but one thing about Adabox is you do it together it's not just for a kid I think it's, it works best when in a kid and adult together they uh, they build Adabox those are the most I think happiest yeah. experiences people have
0: okay okay let's uh, as some other questions trickle in let's do the uh, time chart oh, yeah. the giveaway The giveaway. what do you want to give away, give away a
1: GPS a USB
0: that's a good idea
1: Great for everybody.
0: Okay, what are the, uh, the rules? You can Ru- keep putting questions in the chat. Rules are probably. the first
1: person to call a phone number and answer the next question is gonna win one GPS USB, ultimate GPS USB, which is the code as well. Um, to win, all I do is call this phone. We're gonna have the phone number on the screen. And um, you're gonna ring this twice. I'm gonna pick it up and I'm gonna say ahoy, ahoy. And then I'm gonna ask you your name and where you're calling from and a project you are working on or you want to work on, if you're able to answer those questions, you're going to get a free GPS USB module, which is handy. You can do all sorts of cool stuff with it. And uh, that's the phone number. So call this phone number. And again, I'm going to say ahoy ahoy. And then turn down your computer audio. Oh, well,
2: that was fast.
1: That's fast. Well, people want this GPS USB. i okay. oh, sorry. Okay, I'm going to pick it up.
0: Yeah, pick it up.
1: Ahoy. Ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy! This is Asking Engineer. Could you turn down your computer audio? It is down. Great. What's your name and where are you calling from?
2: Uh, Danny Gregory called Google Kentucky.
1: Okay, well congratulations Danny from Kentucky. You have won a GPS USB. Congratulations on being the first caller. Yay! That is awesome. That is so awesome. Well, uh, you're awesome too. Uh, and what's a project you're working on or you want to work on?
3: Uh, we've been wanting uh, to make uh, some lightning detectors, so the GPS might come in handy to that uh, is. try and on that.
1: That's a good idea. All right, well, you plug it right into your computer and read the location data. That could be super cool for your project. Well, congratulations, Danny. All you have to do to claim your prize is email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T at adafruit.com, and say, hey, I want a product number 4279 and they'll ship it right to Kentucky for you. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so appreciate much for calling. It. And then, if you have a project that you built, come by Chantel. We'd love to see your lightning detector. Stay safe, though. will
2: do. Are you doing All right. Thank- you. Good night. Thank you.
1: All right, Danny. Congratulations. We gave away no, a correct GPS correct. USB. We give away something every week. So if you didn't win this week, yeah. Tune in oh, next week.
0: At, uh, maybe the cricket question was about the ARF. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably have cricket. Yeah, we'll there.
1: try. We'll do that. Yeah, It's fun. I think that's what it was. Okay. Okay, I want to show the one last. Can, can you show off this one?
0: Yeah, we do have one. Um, as other questions maybe trickle in. Um, Just
1: I know we're late, but I, I hauled yeah. I, I this out.
0: <laughs> what do you want to show?
1: <laughs> this is the that's little a pie portal. I've seen this. Before. It's a little pie portal. I've seen this before. So the, no, no, but the normal pie portal is. I actually did bring a, a full size one, but the full size one is this big.
0: Whoa. And
1: this one is teeny.
0: So this is a smaller. It's it does. A, it has all the same stuff. It's
1: all the same stuff, but it's Whoa. so small. And this has the new graphics, so you can tell how um, much faster it updates the text. So give it a second. See, like, boom, such fast screen updates. Thanks to uh, Scott and Dan for working on that. So the Pi Portal Kawaii, or Itsy Bitsy, I don't know what we're gonna call this yet. Yeah. Everything we make is kind of small, but upcoming soon. And also we have the, uh, the Pi Badge, just like a normal Pi Badge, right? But yeah. this one has Wi Fi on it.
2: Whoa.
0: Bam!
1: You weren't expecting that.
0: Okay. Well, we'll show more of these maybe in the next week's talk
1: Yeah. Right? Later, folks.
0: Okay. Um, we have less than 20 Ada boxes left. Less so, it than happened that fast.
1: 20. We so have like box 12 box. left.
0: Yeah, go to AdaBox.com. we will probably change next time we refresh it. 12 um, is for how many we have don't left? we got the code to GPS, USB. Uh, that's our show for nightly, Ada. Thank you for watching. Special thanks to all the people out there in the the, the Maker community. Also, shout out to to Sherry Huss. She was uh, my hero for a lot of things at Make. And so thank you, Sherry, who who, who co-founded Maker Faire and really ran ran the event in an amazing way. She was
1: on top of things. Everything we did when we went to the White House, she was there.
0: Yep, Sherry's very helpful. Also
1: a great partier.
0: Yep. Um, Special thanks to our entire Adivert community out there, everyone in Discord. Don't forget to put one of those server boost things so we can get more of these boost, boost. jewels that can make us get this graphic. I don't that can know it yeah. Make us get this thing, and then I think eventually we get a, a jewel holder. We'll
1: do something but, cool with it though. Yeah, we'll
0: figure it out, and then
1: um, we need more internet points. <laughs>
0: yeah, internet points are important. Um,
1: Watch tomorrow JP's workshop on JP Trash Panda.
0: Uh, thanks to Takara, who's in the chat. Thank you T. And um, in Slack. And uh, that's it. We broadcasted successfully on LinkedIn, by the way. That's another network that we just added. We got approved for the beta, so this video was broadcasted live to LinkedIn
1: awesome. tonight. All right. So,
0: anyways, that's everything. That's Thanks our show. Everybody. We'll be here next week, like we are every week. I think next week we might even have a guest. You have to stay tuned. You never know. Who's our guest? We never know. Or it might even be the week after. We have a lot. Of, there's, there's there, is, there is there's There is summer. Guests. There are guests. Summer um, is
1: kind of people are in town. They want to come by. Okay. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Here is moment
0: of Zener. We'll Good see night. everybody next week.